So, Jake. What's up? I got locked out of my house the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so they had to put new locks in. So I go to the store and get a new key because oh. it changed. I see. They, yes. they changed the key yes. of my door. So Did had, you find that when you had the key changed that you had kind of a bigger spring in your step as you were able to access your home? Had a dent in my wallet after that, I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. okay. So, after what was possibly <laughs> the worst intro of all time, you may or may not have noticed that today we're going to be talking about key changes here on our podcast, Music Sucks and I Want to Die. My name is Jake. I am Matt, and this is a new series we are starting. Yeah, we haven't really decided a name for it now, but we're going to right now. It's going to be called The Musician's Toolbox or something like that. That's it. Great. And uh, the first Musician's Toolbox will be on... Maybe it'll be like the songwriter's toolbox or something. Composer's toolbox. Composer's toolbox, toolbox. yeah. We're, we're, lab, we're labbing this live. <laughs> anyway, so our first one is going it's, to be on the key change. Yes, we're looking at some things that might help you as a composer or a player or a listener even, just mm-hmm. to appreciate music more. Certain ideas that people can use, and we're going to start with one of the probably like most dwindling uh, in popularity. Yeah, there's like of a, them all. But <laughs> there's a huge article about it. Like I actually uh, downloaded the picture that came with it. They had a graph. <laughs> and uh, for those of you that are subscribed to our YouTube channel. I will put it up there, but I had a lot of pictures. I should have. Yeah, oh, great. All the sweet, sweet videos of you riffing on your guitar. Percentage of Billboard Hot 100 number one hits with a key change. And you'll see we peak up around 71 to 73. That early, wow. Yep, yep. And it's pretty consistent all the way until about oh, 1999. We get a big drop, and it just goes down and down. <laughs> so uh, key changes is something that's dying out. But we thought, since people like key changes, that we would start with this, and it's relatively easy for our stupid pea brains to describe. To I will say what I have learned from yep. putting together this list of songs is that I, maybe I don't like key changes because <laughs> I hate most of these songs. Yeah, okay, so let's go a little bit, a little bit into our process of how we selected these. I picked, like, ten. Matt picked two. And then I told you which ones were shitty and we shouldn't play, so. Yeah. Oh, would- yeah, sorry, I actually had more than ten. And then Matt was like, we can't do these, we can't do these. This is not terrible enough. This is too terrible. And here we are. Here so we are. Matt doesn't like music, and... <laughs> I like music, so... <laughs> there is just a certain... I mean, I guess, as the graph shows, there's just a certain genre and time where key change is really popular, mm-hmm. and that happens to be a genre of time in music I don't like that much. <laughs> but I do respect some of these, and we're going to talk about them, and there's some good shit happening here. Yeah. So, for our listeners at home, what is a key change? Well, a key change is when you start out a song in a nice, you know, happy key. Let's say you're in C major, and you have this nice little progression here. I think I'm playing it. Earth, Wind, and Fire. And you have this kind of, you know, your standard, let's just say it's one, uh, six, four, five. And then toward the end of the song, things are really building up. Ooh, 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 ooh. So what happens is. That was beautiful, Jake. Oh, thanks. Ooh. ooh. (laughs) I think I sound like Chef for a little bit there. Ooh. Anyway, uh, so what happens is. You have this song in the key for a pretty long period of time of the song, usually about two-thirds to three-quarters of the song. And at that point, you decide you need a little more energy, a little more build-up for your final flashy chorus. A lift, if you will. A lift. So what you will usually do is you will grab your nearest five chord to the next key and hit that briefly before going up a key. Actually, there's lots of ways to key change, but that's probably the easiest and most common one. Well... 
It's also just... But, yeah, the easiest way possible... <laughs> the Nike I mean, method. The Nike method. Just do, do it. it. <laughs> and uh, that will be on our first example, which we'll play in just one second. Yes, as we have found, key changes, while intending to be lifting and used for good, they can often not do what they were intended to do. Indeed. And actually suck the song a lot more. Yeah, suck the energy right yeah, out. Nope, sucks S- it. Sucked up. <laughs> So what we're going to do is actually have examples of good key changes and examples of bad ones. So throughout the episode, we're going to kind of go back and forth between them, and we're going to have a little bonus round, too, at the That's end. right. Um, but we're going to start with the Nike one, the very basic, just in-your-face key change. This is Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. Mm-hmm. We had seasons in the sun, but the stars we could reach were just starfish on the beach. We had joy. That's an example of bad writing. Yeah. <laughs> so we started right off with the banger. Just do it. Nike. Literally, so we're in F sharp. And he like does the cadence at the end. Usually you try you, to yeah. do anything, but like it's just the normal way he resolved this. Uh, something, something, something in a starfish on the beach. Yes. We have round. <laughs> As you were pointing out, like using the five chord in the next key or whatever. Yeah. Is or even vocally or, or changing the line and, a little bit to... Or you could just, just not fuck give it. a fuck, man. Fuck it. So I don't really know what we can really say about the song other than the key change sucks. They do it again right after. That's a rarity. I don't can't think of another song, well, with more than one key change in. I mean, there's some, but like more than one and then right after another like that oh, with just like, no different. Like it just. There's the Beyonce one, Love oh, on yeah, Top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, I'm not going to play it, but like. It's, yeah, it's a really easy progression that cycles over, and it works in that song better, I will say, because, A, every time it goes up, Beyonce gets to show off a little more of her, you know, agility. This guy fucking sucks. Uh, You know. It's just, stuff like that to me is just like, okay, this is just lazy writing, because it's like, instead of, like, writing a new, I mean, not you don't have to write a whole new section, but, like, doing something different vocally or instrument-wise. No, just... Drop an we don't have an idea. Yeah. Let's just do the whole thing up and uh, <laughs> call it good. And on guitar, you just go like this, right? Boop, 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 right? Or which way? Do go? Go, yeah. This way, yeah. You don't key change down, Jay. <laughs> True. <laughs> which is actually interesting to talk about. Key changes in the way we're talking about them are mostly going upwards for more energy. Yes. We could talk about Layla again. <laughs> oh, we can save that for the end. I'm going to rant of the week. Uh, oh, again. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, but let's go to a basic key change that's actually well done. Yeah, and good. this is a base. This is an example of the just do it, but with the tiniest amount of thought, care, effort, things happening. Yeah. Not just yeah. And it accomplishes the idea much stronger. Exactly. So, so I'm sure you all know this one, but here is "Man in the Mirror" by Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that slaps pretty hard. 
So differences between that and Seasons of the Sun by Terry yeah, Jackson. I mean, they're the same basic idea, mm-hmm. but just do it. Yep, just do it. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I like this categorization. We have the just do it key change. So differences, though. Uh, one, there's a small break at the end of the Man in the Mirror chorus. So to facilitate just a little extra feeling as if uh, your listener is kind of falling over a cliff a little bit, kind of like uh, tripping on an extra stair. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, yeah. So you're just like you're waiting just, for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you drop the new keys, when you've built up the anticipation a little bit, and with the increased texture of the larger amount of backup exactly. voices. It hits so much harder when they do that, and yep. that just compounds the power of the key change. Yeah, and yeah. they continue, the voices continue to do that. Yeah. And then, of course, Michael's like just going off at that point, yeah, which also exactly. sounds awesome. Yeah, and she starts doing rhythmic stuff, and the voices yeah. take over the chorus. So it's like Terry Jacks, but... But did anything at all. <laughs> so I think that, like... Is an example of yes. a quite good one. Very classic. I would agree. Um, different ways you can do key changes. Not just harmony. You can also do some rhythmic stuff to pull some key changes in. Yes, sir. Sometimes adding a weird bar length in there yeah. before a key change could be very effective. Yeah. I actually think the one we're about to play is kind of the exact opposite where you're kind of crashing them early. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it's like... A weird sort of stutter. Yeah. It's like gimmick. a stutter yeah. and then you're smacking something. The more... Yeah, the more time you... I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. Well, we'll listen to it, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, here we go. All right. Needs no introduction. (laughs) By the way, this is Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. (laughs) Don't Jove the Jove, man. (laughs) The Jove ain't Joven yet. Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> um, another thing before we get into that, that we should also point out that every key change needs to do is have that super high vocal afterwards. Because yeah. it's like, well, there's no point in doing it unless you do that. Yeah. Like, and then Bon Jovi nails it. Oh, it man. Sounds, it sounds great. so good. As much as we all hate Bon Jovi, even though I love him. One thing I literally didn't notice until just now, and you may think I'm stupid. I've heard this song nine million times. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still did not notice that it's a 5-1. Oh, yeah, actually, I never noticed that. I know. It just sounds so, like, smooth. I don't know. There's something about. Well, I would say that the progression, A, moves so quick, it's almost like non functional. Yeah, and I guess you're so distracted by the rhythmic hits at that point that it's like. Throughout the whole song, I don't know how functional that G minor is, you know, at the beginning, right? Yeah. It's obviously in B flat. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. So. I would consider in that case the six, the G minor, to be basically more of a substitute for the one for some reason. I don't know why that I'm hearing that in my head. I can't really substantiate that at all with things from the music. But I will say I never noticed it being a four, five, one, and then yeah, one I, in the yeah, new key. Yeah, never knew that. Hmm, funny. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. But, but on to the real reason why it works, but that's an interesting yeah, side yeah, note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the real reason it works, or the real reason this key change has effectiveness is because of the rhythmic bar before it. Yes. When it does, it's you would expect one more beat than there is. So that would put it in three, three four. four. Oh my god. So the whole song's a four four, obviously. What? And then you subtract one beat and then but you have you have to be really careful when you Yeah, do that. it could not just be, oh, we left out a beat and yeah. we're the new kid. They you have to set that up like Yeah. So it has to be you, your downbeat has to hit way harder than it would otherwise. Otherwise it's really confusing. And 
This is an example of how they... I bet you they labbed this out for a while, Oh, they, there's no way. They just... Hey, man, what if we just do three there? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, the producer oh, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. to be like, what has well, to happen on this too, It's like when, like... It's not always my favorite thing when a whole band does just, like, the same rhythm together. I mean, it can be, like, powerful, but I'm usually like, okay, yeah, we get it. But, like, no, just the drums and then his way he phrases his vocals on it, just matching it, just yeah. really impact, makes that impact. Just do, 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 do. Yeah. Just the way the phrase ends, too, like, what he's, what he's saying lyrically, too. Yep. Like, so, yeah. listeners, if you're picking up on what we really mean by key changes, it means that if you're going to lift the energy in a way, in this way, you have to consider all sorts of different aspects. For instance, you have to consider the timbre of your, you know, your situation, mm -hmm. where how you're going to build, how you're going to land solidly, and specifically for something like this, where you're messing with the core rhythm of a song, you have to make sure that the new, your new downbeat mm -hmm. after this bar of three is so strong that it's completely unmistakable, even by the stupidest right. assholes in the entire world. Which I don't know if you met any stupid assholes. You have to work. Hey. <laughs> for those of you on Spotify, he pointed to himself. Oh, uh, I, see. I got it. Change of the narrative. Fake news. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fake news, dude. Fake news. Um, but yes, you are correct. Uh, a lot going on to it. And um, also, this is extremely obvious to everyone, I'm sure. But, you know, there is a reason that key changes happen near the end of the song to give your ears some time to get used to what they should be yep. happening. And then, whoa, because, hey, if you started the key change, it's like, meh. Yeah, so if you're like, well, if this isn't the first chorus, then yeah. you're like, okay. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to give enough time to contextualize a certain sound. And then by disrupting that sound, usually in an upward direction, you give yourself more energy, more lift more drive exactly. to finish out your song. Exactly. Now, we're talking about adding a bar of three in there to really make an effective key change. That can also go horribly wrong. <laughs> I can, when you played this for me, I couldn't believe it. I purposely <laughs> avoid this band, like what? the plague. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the, uh, I prefer the, uh, tech, the less techn technologically savvy <laughs> version of this band. So once upon a time, there's this really good band called Jefferson Airplane. Mm -hmm. Then the 80s happened. <laughs> And then we had Jefferson Starship. Whoa! Although I guess they're just Starship now. Man, I, I, is, I, I don't know. I don't know. Not going to think too I will much say, on though, that. they probably really helped bring the keytar to popularity, so you've got to thank them for that. Hey, so for the listeners on Spotify, I'm holding a keytar in my lap, which I'm generating these wonderful chords with. Anyway, so keep in mind that uh, key change we just heard on Living on a Prayer. And now we're going to listen to Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. Yes, and please try to listen for the difference in how Bon Jovi would set up his key change and whatever the fuck's about to happen to us right now. want you to play it again because it's not actually it's not the sit yeah it's it's not dropping a beat it's actually still in four it's a rhythmic device it's a rhythmic device that just went so wrong should we back up a little but before we back up yes but like what i want to talk about is so there's a hitting on beat two is a very common device yeah and i like that stuff yeah usually. dude i i go i go fucking crazy for it but it doesn't work when you're changing this much texture this much timbre all this kind of shit yeah. all for one effect 
you changed everything to get there. It's like if we go back to Man in Mirror, you're kind of take, talking about like, like, oh, you're going off the step or something, and yeah. you're kind of frozen in midair. This is like you just fucking fell. You yeah. stumbled, <laughs> and then you hit your head on the next step on the way down. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it just, yeah, just. And then you like, and then when the chorus hits, you're like pulling yourself up with the railing. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And also that guitar solo is like. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Every Although I think way. this is the first key change we had so far that did not go into another course. True, it went to a guitar solo afterwards. Just an inter- another interesting way to make sure yep. to tell you that it's bad. <laughs> no, you can, no, you can go to a, you can go to a, you can go to anything you want after a key change, but it has to be prepared. Correctly. As you're saying, it's you got to have that big ah though. And it, and they, don't, yeah, they don't got well, it. You could do it on guitar though. Oh yeah, I guess one could have done that. Well, yeah, one could have. This is it. So are you ready to play it again? Here we go. Let's just listen to it one more time. And now that you've heard us talk about it again, try and listen again for how destabilizing yeah, this is. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I don't even know. So the real, honestly, the real problem with this key change isn't even the hit on two because I couldn't see it working. No, that, that's fine. Actually, yeah. that, once you get to that, it's like thank God it's it, over. It's, <laughs> it's the synth. It's the synth sound at B three with the hitting part the D sus voice. I really hate that triplet bar in there too. That just is so yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. This starting on that B three. Yeah. I think it's the sound and I think it's the rhythm. Because mm-hmm. if you just kept it going and did the duh, yeah, well, think about how simple that John Bovi, uh, John Bovi, John wow. Bovi, <laughs> Bon Jovi rhythm was. So yeah. like da 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 da, and everyone hit it together. It. Yeah. yeah, and this is also a simple rhythm, you know, but not. But it's there's no unification behind it. It's yeah. just sort of like here's an idea, here's another idea, and then uh, and then it's go time. Yeah, on B two, which is again, like I'm mentioning, it's a way to destabilize what's happening, you which is what, another effect you're doing. But if you're trying to key change, you usually want very grounded. You want very much like everything coming together at once for yeah. this specific purpose. Doesn't work. Does not work. Didn't work. Sorry. Sorry, Starship. Starship. <laughs> yes. Looks like your plane's gotta go, except it's a spaceship. Never mind. Dude, too soon, man. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, some, didn't one of them die in a plane crash or something? No, oh. that's a different band. <laughs> I mean, a lot of musicians yeah. died in plane I, don't, I can't I don't, That'd be really ironic if a member of Jefferson Airplane died in a And then crash. they changed their name to Starship. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're back, uh, people. Let's move on. So, um, let's keep going about bad music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do here on Music Sucks and I Want to Die. So, obviously, like, when I think of key changes, I sort of think of, like, two different brands, I guess, or genre of key changes. So okay. like, there's, like, the big 80s one, which we've kind of been listening to, like, the last three songs we've been playing. Yeah. And then there's me sort of, like, the more... I don't want to necessarily like musical influenced, but like more produced kind of key changes. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, it's like not like art music, but like more textural movement. I guess kind of thing like that kind of, like, uh-huh, like okay. singer guy, huge ensemble behind him making serious music for the, you know, older, for the serious older, consumer, older woman. But, yeah. <laughs> and who is better at that? Than Barry Manilow. Oh, 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 I forgot which one it was. Oh my god! Now you know where I'm going with this. Oh fuck me. Okay, this one really hurts. I I'm not gonna say anything before we listen to it. Can we just do it? Can we just drop it in there? Yes. Uh, shout out to our friend Tim Carey. Yeah, he uh, he recommended this one. We pulled yeah, I, know, some I never heard this before. And yeah, me neither. My life was a little better back then. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to Tim Carey. You made all of our lives a little worse. And now you too, listener. Here we go. <laughs> All the love 
nothing could ever prepare you for what happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought of another reason why it's bad. So there's so many reasons. I don't even know where to start. Oh. Okay, so there are ways you can do this. Would you say this is a variation of the Nike key change? Yeah. Kind of, though. Kind I of. think it's... He's it's like trying a bootleg. Yeah, it's a bootleg <laughs> Nike. It's like a, a knockoff, like Chinese sweatshop yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of, that is Nike. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so this is like an offshoot of it where it's just dropping in you. There's no preparation cord, well, but that, there is a build-up. That's up. the thing. That's, that is what makes it so, so bizarre is that he actually... Where whoever fucking wrote this yeah, shit. Yeah, right. I, but he went in and actually had this whole section that they composed just for this key change and then just didn't use it at the very end. <laughs> Fuck it. <Yeah>. Like, what? <laughs> so here's an alternative way to do it. Well, actually, can you go over the original, like, harmonically real quick? Sure. So we can... So it's, it's super easy. The big turnaround, because the rest of it's all related material. You're in your four. And then... Because things ain't so bad. This is your five chord. You're going to go back to one. But it keeps going. And you think you would use this to build up to your new key right here. But instead, fuck it. <laughs> Let's not forget how much the energy drops out right there, too. Like, they do that whole build. And it's just kind of like, and, okay, we're going to mute all those guys. Yeah, and he's yeah. going to come in. and he's But oh. it's just like two beats. And they start coming back. And it's fucking weird. But he's he just, I mean, I don't even, okay, to be fair, I don't know the song well enough to even know if that is a chorus after that. I'm not it sure. Is, yeah. Okay, that is a chorus. But he just sounds so like, oh, yeah. when he comes back. Yeah, and it's a half step up, which is your most common key change. But, like, it's, he doesn't sing it in a new way. It's the no, same No, he thing. does. It's worse. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but, like, it, it's just a disaster. And one thing I thought of is that the pickup to it is actually a cross-relation with the new key. So what I mean is, uh, big five chord, but it's sus, so we're in G, uh, sorry, we're in C, so the five chord's C, or, wow, so the five chord's G, <laughs> sus, which has the notes C and D in it, which are also gonna be his pickups into the new key, which is D flat. So the pickup sounds like this. One, two, three, one. La, la, la. Which is like, literally, if you open up you know, tonal harmony, if you open up that right there. If you look for the page on cross-relations, it will be like, this is exactly what a cross-relation is, and this is how you would not do that. <laughs> but Barry Manilow, never having, or his producer, never having read tonal harmony, decided that this was a good thing. It sounds so bad when you play it just piano, too. It's like, I mean, they kind of get away with it because all this shit happening, but like, yeah. but yeah, when you... When, you'd when you open it up like that, it's like, oh, yeah. Jesus. And you'll see later when we break down other uh, songs by their harmonic key changes that it works on just solo piano because it's a good actual idea. But <clears throat> I kind of want to just replay it. I want to listen. I want you to listen, Matt, for that cross relation. Okay, yeah. My, now ears, that you're my ears are perked up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and just play yeah, it. That's sweet berry. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet berry. Oh, way worse than I thought it was. <laughs> okay, so spoiler alert, and sorry, Tim, if you're offended by this, we didn't actually listen to this whole song. What we did is we skipped, because we heard the intro, we're like, we know exactly how bad this is going to be. We're going to go two-thirds of the way Two-thirds to three-quarters of the way in. <laughs> 
and we're going to find the key change and not listen to anything else. And I'm really glad we did. So you know, maybe there's a bunch we're missing in this song. Oh, my, maybe right, maybe man. they really set that up earlier. <laughs> Ultra advanced <laughs> next level. So when you it's listen to that. It's actually a Fibonacci sequence oh. if you go back. And- <laughs> Two, three, six. Seven, yeah, no. um, did you hear the cross relations yes, this time? Yes. Did it wow, poison yeah. you? It was... You know, it's like those little like subliminal things. It's like you listen to it, you don't know what's going on, but but your brain does. And yeah, you feel bad. And knowing <laughs> the reason doesn't really make it any better. No, but, <laughs> but it makes you feel more powerful than Barry Manilow. And that is the point of this series. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an alternative key change. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's this is how you do this. Okay, if you have this situation where you and it's a good idea to have extra time to build up. Mm-hmm. Because what you would normally do is things ain't so, things ain't so bad. Tell me what, right? That's your normal phrase yeah. length. But to have it double, things ain't so bad. Doing extra build is not bad. Yeah, no, no. As long as you do something here to make it different. And there is a string line that's like. Right? It's going up. But it's just totally bad. And what an alternative solution in this specific instance is to give yourself time in the new key. Not oh, hit it quite ooh, as hard. Ooh, yeah, so yeah, what you yeah. do, because <clears throat> things ain't so bad, yeah. Oh, so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different chords. Yeah. That's way, way better. Yeah. You give yourself a little time. You There's... Hitting like this, you can do this in certain key. Actually, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about this for a little bit. So, <laughs> it's not a very strong movement if you go from G sus to D flat major. Reason for that is it's a tritone away. There's no voice leading whatsoever. But if you were gonna go up a whole step instead, if you're gonna go to D, it could kind of work. Maybe not in a sus voicing, but in a major voice. Let's try it sus first. So things ain't so bad. Tell me. It works better. Yeah, that's fine. So th- there are ways to do it. But I mean, there's literally, like, honestly, going to D flat might have been the worst choice of any possible other key. Yes. And that's the reason <laughs> you need to go to a, prepare, a preparation chord for the half step up in this specific instance is because these chords do not smo- do not flow smoothly into each other. Right? Yeah, exactly. But, Especially in this kind of context. Yes. Like, when everything, you have strings. Yeah. Yeah, it's more traditional. So where where could I most? <laughs> I just had an idea. So things ain't well. Things ain't so bad. Build up, keep going low, down, down, bow, bow, and meow, meow. No, no, didn't work. No, no, never mind. Back scene. Maybe there's a maybe this song shouldn't just exist. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you could go to D. Things ain't so yeah, bad. Yeah, no, that was fine. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but, D flat is especially horrendous. Yeah, and nothing worked. So the reason for this key change not working is multifaceted, but it has to do more so this time with the fact that the chords do not transition into each other. The buildup is okay, actually. Yeah. It works, and it's a device you can use doubling the length of a certain chord. However, you have to have care and attention to where you're going. G sus does not go into D flat. G sus can go into D. Jesus can go into a lot of different places, actually. Yeah, it's actually a very non-committal type of chord, which is why you use these types of chords. But I would say, actually, in this case, G might be a better choice 
to D flat or to D? To no, D. God oh. no. D G nothing goes well, to D Well, G seven and then they have the F and then. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. great. Man. <laughs> do you sharp do you sharp eleven to G? Things ain't so bad. With the cross relation between his yeah, that's actually not correct. Anyway, uh, so if you use G major to get to D, it'll sound better. So things ain't so bad. La, pretend I did more build up. Tell me, la la yeah. la la. Works way better. It's not quite as good in this case because we're coming from the two chord earlier. Mm. The things or the five of five, whatever you want to call yeah, yeah. it. Uh, things ain't so bad. So you're kind of jumping the yeah. shark a little bit, right? So to reiterate, this doesn't work because doesn't have any idea where he's fucking going until it happens. But you're doing it because it's the half step up key change. You gotta That's do it. what you gotta, you gotta do. do. It. You gotta do it. It's, it does not you make work. the big bucks, man. It sounds so bad. That one's that might be the worst example that I, we have. Yeah. We'll talk about it, but yes, yeah, yep. it's definitely oh, yeah. awful. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought. Yeah. Preview for later. Um, yeah. So anyway, should we talk about some good key changes? Yes. Perhaps some of the best key changes ever recorded. Possibly the two best key I changes think they might ever be. recorded. And listeners, Matt and I are going to have a debate over which one's better. Oh, we are? Yeah, because you like uh, the second one we're doing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I guess I would have had to pick one. I know. Yeah. Right? It's, like, it's hard yeah. to pick. The problem is I technically probably would pick it too, but like the other one's so gangster. The first one we're going to listen to is, I would say, a variation of the Nike. Yeah. But with very careful considerations as to why it works. Oh, it's so All good. Right, let's go for it. Yeah, just play it. Fuck it. God. So actually, you know what? That used a lot of stuff we've talked about so far. Yeah. This was good planning somehow. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't plan it, but it's we have good instincts. Man. That's how it is. So this is Celine Dion. This is a song called All By Myself. Let's dive into this key change a little bit. Okay. So we're in A beforehand. Meow, 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 meow. And yeah, and we have good chords with a good chorus. Uh, with the classic, so we're on the two, and then we go to the four minor. I love that. And so we're at this four minor, and everything drops out. Everything. And then nothing but a big drum fill. And I would call these resetting textures. That's the name I'm giving mm, these. Okay, uh, I like it. Kind yep. of, uh, harp sweeps, mm -hmm. uh, string, uh, fast chromatic lines. To give your brain a little space to readjust that this is no longer... Uh, specifically in a key anymore. She's holding a note and textural that shit's is, happening. That is a really good point. Like, and that's what gives it the space to hit the new key. Mm -hmm. And the new key is D flat major. So the melody on the previous bar, we're on a D minor six chord, right? So the melody's on F. And what's the strongest note in a chord, would you say usually? Um, usually it's the flat nine. Oh, my bad, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> any more? Yeah. So, uh, the strongest note in the chord is usually the third. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and so, the idea is we're on this note, the F 
of this minor four chord. Everything drops out, and this is one of Celine Dion's big belt notes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, she can really go ham on it. So she holds it forever, and these big resetting textures let you know, your brain, that is, that something new is happening to let go of the key you were just in. Otherwise, this wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. If it were holding on to D, the reason is the same that the Barry Manilow didn't work. Exactly. Because they yeah. didn't, if the Barry Manilow one dropped out for a couple bars, actually it still wouldn't work because he's holding a D, which is. Oh yeah, okay, so that song just sucks, but. But yes, yes. if he had held like anything else, then it would have worked if it had a little space, little space without yep. key, mm -hmm. without chord. And that's how you go from unrelated key to unrelated that key. That is so ballsy too, by the way. Oh, like what other fucking song has the whole group drop out and she just that's so comes in, oh my God. So yeah. dope. And it's also an usual, unusual key change, not for Celine Dion as we'll talk about, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, up a major third. That is weird. Yeah, it's a long way up mm -hmm. and it's, it just hits like a truck. So, oh my god! Good. And I again, like I don't. Ugh. Be curious to hear like another singer do it. Yeah, I'm not sure. But like you know, not at a karaoke bar. But, <laughs> <Hey -oo. laughs> yeah, I don't know who can nail it. But I mean, she's not on Rolling Stone's top 200 vocalists. So yeah, about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to be continued. Uh, what I want to do mm -hmm. is <laughs> you're gonna hate me. I want to listen to it again. Okay. And I want it. No, let's just end it, yeah. I okay. was going to have it keep going to that one spot that I Oh, love. no, let's just keep going. Fine. <laughs> if you really want to hear it, uh, go listen to Celine Dion yeah. all by myself. There's a moment about, uh, I would say, 15 to 20 seconds after this new key change that's got just a nasty... It's really cool. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but it's beyond it has nothing the, to do with the key change. Beyond the scope <laughs> of what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. So we're just going to listen to it one more time. When we're listening this time, please pay attention to the, the complete dropout, the drum fill, the harp kind of glisses, the sweeps, uh, the violin slash string section doing these big kind of almost non-committal kind of movements. Mm -hmm. And then listen to how it annihilates the downbeat and something else I forgot to mention. The strings, which ordinarily, if they were just playing the melody, would play, this is something that's really well considered by whoever arranged this, they would play an A flat because that's where the all by myself, but instead they double Celine Dion on the F. Mm. Just to add extra beef mm. to make sure, again, this is, maybe this is a wrong interpretation, but this is to idiot proof it. Maybe. And it uh, also sounds really good. Yeah, so it's both. It, yeah. So I would say it just helps ultra solidify the new key we're in. Cause you someone, need it. Someone actually had like ideas and care and. Yes. And they did the details. And, and it was executed. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. They, but it's what we were talking about is you have to be so solid. If you, uh, have such a disparate jump from A to D flat. Everything has to be so, everything else has to be so solid mm -hmm. that it's foolproof. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and take a listen to that this time. How do you even do that, man? Okay, so I heard a couple new things this oh, yes. time. Uh, so there's a bunch of stuff. I, uh, so good. First of all, when they were in the old key, all by myself, 
uh, there's like this little guitar line. It's so good. Just that little, <laughs> just that little it's nice, it is nice. Yeah. It's very nice. And I just heard another guitar counterline in the new key. It's like, uh, uh, it's like, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like. That's pretty nasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then go. Uh, so anyway, those are nice little counterlines. It goes on to the fact that someone had care and attention mm-hmm, and detail mm-hmm, in this. Mm-hmm. Everything just sounds so good. But when you listen back this time, did you hear kind of like, I call, I'm calling it the reset bar. Yeah. Where yeah, everything yeah. drops out and the fadeaway happens of all the other instruments. And then, you know, non, uh, non-tonal textures mm-hmm. happen. And that's how you get a little reset, but it's still building. It's the same purpose, just a different way of going about it. Maybe the reason the key changes don't happen anymore is because it's like, what's the point after that? I got kind <laughs> of, just, honestly. It's just the best thing will ever happen. <laughs> you know who beat us to this opinion, by the way, Uh-oh. is Adam Neely. Oh, every fucking time. Every time. He mm-hmm. made a video on this, but I swear I thought it was cool first. <laughs> Adam Neely, if you're listening, I swear I thought of it first. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, his video is really good on this key change. Uh, Go watch it. Uh, one more thing. Okay. So... I mentioned it was a D minor six in the previous key. That's our launching point, but it's actually slightly different. It's the same function, but possibly with better voice leading potential because it's on a B instead. Oh, so B half diminished. Yeah. Uh, but that may lend itself better than this awkward half step down motion mm. for the root. It doesn't matter because we have the reset bar, but it might just be one little extra thing. Yeah, I can see that. So I don't have done any by myself anymore. It yeah, doesn't really matter yeah, too much, yeah, yeah. but it's just something, but, you know, know, they picked it for a reason. I'm yeah. Sure, and because yeah, yeah. in the rest of the song, it is the four minor. Is it? Mm. Yeah. So, and then later on in this, interesting. Okay. Uh, and the new key, it's the four minor. You know, sometimes it's just those little changes that really actually make a big difference. I swear they, it's not just me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so think of all the stuff that went into this key change. The farther away your key change is, the harder it is to get to the more well-conceived things you have to have that go into it. Yes. Speaking of up a major third, Shall we have we? this next artist named Celine Dion. <laughs> she on Rolling Stones uh, top. <laughs> <laughs> so she missed Rolling Stones top two hundred singers of all time, which makes me sad. Maybe she just missed the top one hundred. Actually, no, I, she wasn't on she it. Was, oh, <laughs> okay. You know she's cheesy. Celine Dion's yeah, very cheesy. Yeah. She's insane. Come on. Yeah, like that note's so crystal even if clear. You, if you're like these songs suck, like yeah. come on. Though. And <laughs> you, you can think these songs suck. That's fine. Yeah, I heavily disagree with yeah, you, and I think you're stupid. They're cheesy as shit, though. Yes, but. You gotta. Yeah, no, there's come no way. On. You cannot listen to me like that. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who else is on the list because I didn't read it, but I'm sure I can find anyone in the top 100 that's worse than Celine Dion. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's, anyway, Rolling Stone is always the bastion of truth. They do it on purpose. Yeah, they do it on Probably. <laughs> they might, um, anyway, so we're moving on from Celine Dion to Celine Dion. This song is from Titanic, 90s movie, 97, maybe. Yeah, it's a pretty famous movie. I'm sure people have heard of it. I know, but like I'm trying to remember when it came out. So because oh, all know. by myself came out afterwards, yeah. I think so, but I don't. So know. this key change was first, and it's mm. the same distance. This is uh, with the help of wonderful R.I.P. Uh, film composer James Horner. Oh, I forgot it was mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah. And it's when just, he died. Yeah, he died a few yeah. years ago. Oh, cool. So R.I.P. This key change is fucking nasty. It's different. It's the same distance, but in instead of having a reset bar. And having all this kind of held note with the drama, right? With the, uh, he chooses a different approach. There's no singing at all happening. 
and he chooses an instrumental voice-leading mm. escapod, if you will. <laughs> uh, and that's how he chooses to get there. And the voice leading is so smooth that it just hits like a truck and then big drum fill and then electric guitar enters, you know. Yeah. As all that do. stuff. As you do. All right. Let's play it up. Hold on to your lifeboats, Kildren. Time to kill. Time to kill. Time to kill yourself, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yikes, man. I need another nap. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> been so fun <laughs> dude i was gonna say if you got in the studio and you had to play that are you kidding me what would what would, would your face be? i would pay them to let me play that. <laughs> that's got to be the most satisfying line to ever play oh my god i'm tempted to do it right now um similar to what you were talking about in the previous one but um again dynamics really helping i like i Obviously, like going from no sound to sound is a big dynamic jump, but I like how quiet this one gets as opposed to all of myself, sure, you know? Yeah. It's very like mellow and relaxed and mm-hmm. just then that smooth into that key chip. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. <sighs> I will say the other Celine song also had dynamics, but yes, it's Yeah, it's a different kind of thing. Different thing. Yeah, yeah. But like throughout that whole song. I'm saying Celine Dion uses good dynamics and she's a good singer and her songs are great. Mm-hmm. Kiss my ass, Rolling Stone. Uh <laughs> Let's talk about the harmony. Yes. So uh, the original, or the first key, um, I guess you could call it C-sharp minor at this point. We're in E. Then we're in B, and so we go to the four chord. Then back to five. With gratuitous drills. And then using the four, big drama. And then one over three. And then it's a little interesting. I'll have to describe. So one... I fucked up by hitting an A. It's hard to play guitar, and it's like moving around on your lap. Excuse me. I know. I'm fucking terrible. But so what's happening is we're using your minor thirds and minor, uh, your mi- minor chords and minor thirds kind of thing. You know, you hear your, that a your lot. Film compo- your film composer, composer classic. Yep, yep. <clears throat> or drama classic. But what makes it really special is the melody that dances with this Mm. chord. So go ahead and take a listen to the melody that goes up while the bass motion is going down. Uh, I have to talk myself. (laughs) Going up and up. Wow. It's so sick. That contrary motion gets contrary you every time. Contrary motion, every dude. Every time. <laughs> so if this is called the composer's toolbox, contrary motion is unbelievably important. Yes. If things are going the same way, it's not as cool. Let's see if I can do that again. Uh, uh, dun, dun. Yeah. 
I mean, no, uh, yeah, it, but it's no, no. It would seem, it would still work. It works, but it doesn't hit, man. Yeah, it does not hit. It's yeah, it's just a little different. I had to change chords too to get the, yeah, that but, kind of motion. But, but point being, point being, yeah. contrary motion's awesome. It's so good. Ugh. And it's absolutely killer. I, one time, once upon a time, added a chord and thought it worked even better. So oh, to, oh, you add into a Adding right to James now? Horner. Oh, shit. I'm adding to James Horner. Someone's rolling. <laughs> With apologies in advance, because it's... It, this works. You can just cancel, dude. I'm going to cancel, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this new version is just going to add one chord, and it's going to continue the contrary motion, and I think it works really well. All right, well. let's hear it. Uh, let's see. Uh, I didn't know. That's it. Oh. I mean. There's a lot of talk for a. Uh, I'm playing a piano. I'm sorry. I forgot to hire the fucking string orchestra with the dream. Your version sounds like shit compared to with this the re- one. With the reverb drummer. I kiss my no, ass. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah. It's obviously hard to extrapolate this if you're tiny little pea brain like Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the idea is just to continue the motion. Yeah. But it actually, when I was listening to it this time, it does use a little bit of reset. Yeah. There's a big uh, string line that sweeps in, mm-hmm. and obviously the drums are non-tonal. And there's still... The A-flat is, like, big, a, a big presence in the bass. But it's it's interesting. It almost gets washed by everything else. So sure. we're going to take another listen okay. and see if we can hear the reset, if if I'm right about it. I and think then I'm imagine right. if there was an extra chord in there, too. To- <laughs> this time, add an F sharp minor chord to go to F minor, which isn't necessarily a strong motion in and of itself, but because it's, it's going yeah, the exactly. opposite direction. direction. Oh, wait, what's that called again? Contrary, Contrary motion. motion. Anyway, well, let's do this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This is not set up for it. Sounds great. Anyway, yeah, kind of what you were saying, um, that little string. It's not. It's not quite the same, but I get. Yeah. yeah. It's not not quite the same, but the strings are noncommittal, but they shove their way all the way up. It's so clean. I know. is Is it like a gliss almost? It must be. I guess. But like, it sounds in time too. Maybe they're glissing uh, with a tremolo kind of thing. Well, he might have been able to afford some pretty good musicians for this. Yeah, I, right. I don't know. I don't no, know. so I, <laughs> I was thinking like, maybe it's a gliss with um, with tremolo bowing. So it sounds like it's in yeah. time, but like it's not specifically mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, tonal. It's not chromatic, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's how they got that. Uh, and like the reverb on the drums to me, like on a, on a, like those are so spacious, like it contributes to this kind of new atmosphere exactly me. yes so I that's what i was really hearing it's not really the idea and that's not the method that this key change uses and this is not a nike key change this is not in no way in hell is no. this a nike this key is very change. very prepared very considered 
Which actually the Nike ones are too, but this is the wrong word for it. (laughs) There's more tonal harmony uh, manipulation to achieve our dreams. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. (laughs) So those are Celine Dion. Which one's better? You know, I think the All By Myself is probably a better, but I just love My Heart Will Go On more. I'm I'm in the first camp, dude. I, all By Myself is just so... It's, it's Yeah, it's amazing. Has anything ever hit harder, ever, than that downbeat of the D-flat major? That and then the... The guitar line. Oh, no. I was going to say the second chorus of Fireflies by El Studio. Oh, so if listeners, if you're listening, our, our listeners, latest if episode... You're listening, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> episode 46 we reviewed fireflies for what an hour it was a long discussion of a genius song that deserves it, it though. yeah we went all through it so go ahead and take a listen to that episode 46 all right um so we had some talk and discussion about what actually a key change is versus a modulation i guess this is like a square rectangle thing where it's like mm. every key change is a modulation but not every modulation is a key change sure I was. I checked for a second to make sure you didn't have that backwards, <laughs> but I think you did. I think I did it right. I think you did it right. <laughs> you all get the point anyway. So. <laughs> so the way we've been defining key changes is really specific and is not necessarily the most uh, all-encompassing yeah. term that we could yeah. be using. Mm-hmm. Key change, could, the definition could be even broader than we're using it. What we really mean is a thing three quarters of the way through the song that left key change up to a new level that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think a big part of what a key change means to me is repeated material. Repeated material. Which, like, for instance, the next couple songs don't necessarily have that repeated material in their modulations. And to me, that's maybe not a key change. Yeah. And it's a... And I it's mean, used, it is, though. And uh, sometimes yeah. it's used multiple times, and sometimes yeah. it's more temporary. Yes. So things that go somewhere else and come back are not key changes in the way we're defining them. Yes. Even though you could argue they are, I would say that a better, a more useful definition would be to be a temporary modulation. Yeah. So bearing that in mind. These examples, though, I think, I mean, because, like, you'll take a jazz standard and that'll modulate all over the fucking place, right? Like, yeah, every course, right. third bar or Whatever, something. Yeah. These are more than that. It's not just, oh, yeah. we're going to switch keys for a bar. It's an actual new section. Things are happening. Yeah. And so that puts them a little above just random-ass chord changing kind of thing. Yes. But not the full-on same song, higher key thing. Yeah. But pretty creative stuff. And I think this is really interesting things to do in the middle of a song as well. Yeah, absolutely. The first one we're going to talk about is a very classic example is if, if you don't want to solo over the same shit and you want your song to change somehow, Van Halen did this. The Van Halen. Yep. Yep. Shove it up a key. And actually this one does not shove it. Technically you could argue it's key changing down from E minor to C sharp minor, but it's going up. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's going up. Uh, the singer whose name escapes me every time. Amy Lee. Amy Lee. Thank you. Uh, she, she's going up, the guitar enters, everything's the, the fucking choir coming in, you know, it's big. So we're talking about a song by Evanescence called Haunted, and what happens is the chorus is in, the whole song's in E minor, and for, what, eight bars of the solo, maybe 16, I can't remember, they switch to C sharp minor, and with a brief flirtation of C sharp I was major. I actually C sharp, seven sharp. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go.
cool, though. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, uh. And these keys are related, too. Yeah, sure. So E minor and C sharp minor are related. And they use it cleverly in here uh, to get out of. Mm -hmm. It demonstrates it's kind that of... That is a nice thing about this kind of thing is you get to come out of the key change as opposed to the previous examples where, where you're, you're, in, just it for in, <laughs> you're in it for life. Yeah. Just remember, you can never leave. <laughs> unless, you're, you unless you're uh, Tra Tracy, Travis, first guy. Tracy, who are you? Travis talking? Jacks. Terry. <laughs> Terry Jacks. Unless you're Terry Jacks. I'm honestly, no, you can only go up. Yeah, you can't go exactly. back. Yeah. You gotta go up. That's the only way. <laughs> yeah, so how they... <laughs> you, can, you can never leave <laughs> so that sounds like without any context like we're in an E major <laughs> so good mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's, it's very clever and using a lot of stuff we talked about but maybe on a more smaller scale there's a little bit of a rhythmic uh, figure in there to help the transition sure. you know yeah and then there's a uh and there's this tonal line to get out of it mm -hmm. that incorporates voice leading. Exactly. Which is a very useful too, tool in order to accomplish what you want from your key change. Which from this, I would say, is very like, I don't want to say a temporary lift. No, because cause they're... Because they're actually going back and the chorus hits harder because this goes away. Exactly. This I, is almost just like it's that a, weird a jump. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like when you get into like the modulations like a six or a third away or whatever, it's like... Those are far enough away that it's like, yeah, what is the higher one after a certain point? You yeah. can play with that, you know? Yeah. It's not like a half step up is obviously, it's like, okay. Yeah. That's a half yeah. step. But, you and know. And probably the maximum distance for this is probably Celine Dion. Yes. The major third. Yes. Because if you think about it, a fourth will be very ambiguous which yeah, way you're you, going. Yeah. Unless you make it unbelievably obvious. Which is possible. But it's not the idea here. The idea here is to all just... Almost create a whole separate kind yeah. of texture. Yeah. Just jumping away. And that's where they introduce the choir, and then the choir keeps going uh, in the chorus when we get back to the original key, which is tight. And then uh, Amy Lee just starts, oh, yeah. you know, doing the. And then I, every time I hear it, though, the more I like it more, that major 30 hits. I, I don't, know! I, there's no reason that should sound good. <laughs> so there's a detail in this. Uh, in this guitar solo. Do you think it was intentional? I don't know. So, I don't think so. Here's why. So, it's a pinch harmonic, right? Yeah. And So, those are hard to get the pitches exact. Yeah. yeah. And so, is it? do you always pinch for a major third? No. Yeah. I mean, it depends where you pick. And yeah. I'm yeah. thinking he might... Can you accidentally pinch a major third? Because it's the next overtone, but that probably requires a different spot, right? <sighs> Again, without knowing exactly what he's doing. But yeah, depending on where you actually pinch on the string, too, mm -hmm. that will be a different tone. Like where the nodes are essentially. Yeah. So, yes, you could theoretically do that depending on what note he was. I don't even know what note he was playing though. Uh, he was Ooh. playing an F, which is uh, over your C sharp, so mm. E sharp, right? So it's the major third, which is one overtone up, which is a natural yeah. consequence of a pitch harmonic at some point, right? Should be. But an octave is your usual one, right? Yeah. Well, again, depending where you pick, but yes. Right. Yes. So maybe he accidentally hit. But maybe it, I don't know. It just sounds so good. It does. Maybe I, he did it on purpose. I don't know. It's like it's kind of similar to that. Um, I forget what Metallica song it is, but there's one of their songs where during the solo he um, slips the string under their neck, like he pulls off the neck. Jesus, and, which is not that hard to do. I mean, oh. you can do it. It's hard to. It's not something that normally happens, but like, sure, it can happen. It can happen. But what that does is uh, pitch shifts it like some weird interval. Oh, cool. And so it's kind of a similar thing where he played this and was like, all of a sudden yeah. way up there. So yeah, it might just have been a happy accident and I kept it in like that or cool. So let me uh, tell them what the fuck we're talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, we're soloing. We've transitioned. Why? La 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 la. Actually, sorry. There's one more thing to talk about before that. Uh, using your B chord, which is the five of E minor, but B also has notes in common with E major, which is also C sharp minor. So you're using this as a gateway to your new solo key. I believe they call that a pivot chord. Yes, indeed they do. Very, very nice. Anyway, so now we're in C sharp minor, and at some point the guitar player uh, accidentally hits a major third yeah. in there, and it sounds incredible. Usually, it should be the worst thing that's yeah, ever happened. Yeah, it just sounds so good, though. It worked. I don't know. So, are we gonna play this one again? Nah, it was so right. bad. Yeah. So, go ahead and listen to that section of Evanescence. Actually, listen to the whole song. It's great. That uh, album is. A that classic. album's killer. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it's a classic, yeah, right? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's sold really well. But all those Zoomers that listen to us probably haven't heard it. So, uh, go check it out. I forget the album name, though. Fallen. Fallen, yeah. So it's a really good album. Go check it out. That's Haunted. And listen for the major third on that solo, because it's redonk. So those who tuned into our last episode might remember Jake talking about this previously, but we're going to actually go a little more in-depth to it here. Indeed. Um, and shout out to Jake. He actually played this with the Seattle Symphony. Oh, I did, yes. Yeah, and it was yeah. extremely stressful. The Celeste part was a long and just lots of work with no break. For an hour and a half, there was an intermission, but like it's just forty-five minutes straight of just either super fast shit or like really awkward canny counting with awkward Danny Elfman modulations, and yeah, it was very stressful, but it was very fun. So we were talking about the Nightmare Before Christmas, specifically. What's this? Yeah, here we we're go. just gonna go into it. Yeah. Daffy, what is this? What's this? It's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. They're busy building toys and absolutely no one's dead. There's frost in every window. Oh, I can't believe my eyes. And in my bones I feel the warmth that's coming from inside. Oh, look. What's this? The hanging mistletoe. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so we should point out, like, musicals do that kind of shit a lot. There's a ton of little modulations in musicals mm. all over the place. This one is so particularly well done, though. It's unbelievable. Yeah, because really. half the time those are always just like, oh, we're going to be an interpretation. Yeah, it's slapped on material. Yeah, yeah, slapped yeah, exactly. on. Exactly. Uh, this key change, or sorry, this modulation, because this is not a key change. It, no. It takes too long to set up, and it's a whole new material. You know what I mean? This mm -hmm. is not. It's yeah. this is not an extension of a end of a chorus. This and is, it happens before the halfway point of the song. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a two thirds, but it does happen again later. To go up another half step. That's the funny part. This is like the most creative way to go up a half step that's ever happened. So, should we dive into the go theory here? Yep. We're in C. And for this new section, we're going to A minor. Very tonal progression. One, uh, six to three. Repeat it. And then five minor. Which, by the way, is hard song or hardcore to pull off in most songs. Yeah, because like, it gets awkward. Yeah, because the the five major is so, such yeah, a present yeah, influence exactly. throughout the whole song. Mm -hmm. So five minor is a nice jump to being like something shit's happening right here, and then you have the minor chord up a major third, but inverted. And I'm gonna tell you about the inversion in a little bit, but I'm just gonna play in root position for now. I forgot how that went for a sec. What was that? What's that? A terribly <laughs> wrong chord. So, um, so we're going from B flat minor. So we're doing the G minor to the minor chord up major third for drama. And then we're just dropping a little bit to A. And that's our pivot chord to C sharp major. But we're in minor for a second on the six, four, five chord, right? Which is a very complicated way to say C sharp minor over G sharp. 
And now... So good. I, I didn't have the... That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so good, though. So good. And that's kind of the idea. But the inversion I wanted to talk about... I think he did that for root movement strength. Sure. And this is another concept of voice leading that we briefly touched on without naming it earlier when we talked about it. I don't remember what song it was, but it was a song that the root had to move somewhere uh, with an inversion. Yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. So cool. why don't you tell us in the comments? <laughs> uh, so G, so we're in, uh, where are we? So A minor, E minor. G minor and big drama. Oh, but that's where it inverts. Because instead of doing this half-step move movement, <laughs> instead what you could do is do a so you can reset your brain. We're going all the way back to the beginning. Anyway, uh, so I think he did that just for the shock value of a root movement like that. Sure, yeah. Go going up a tritone. So. And even if you play it like that, it sounds like a melody in and of itself. It does, yeah. There's a book. It's one of these books. I can't remember which one. But it describes your root movement as your second melody. Second melody, huh? Yeah. Interesting. It's, oh, it's okay. actually a pretty common. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. that makes sense. I think sense. it might be like an 18th century counterpoint. Sure, that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah, your yeah. root's your secondary melody. Yeah. So if you listen to that, so, you know, it's all fine, but like, here's where it starts functioning. Is details, folks. Details. Details. So that was basically a rundown of this modulation. The reason we wanted to include it in this episode, even though it's not really a key change, is that it's very clever and it's a way that... So most things would just key change up a half step sure. via, you yes, know, there's... ways of a pivot chord. Or you could hit a G sus and. <laughs> oh, fucking Barry. Now. Please, please kill me. Uh, but yes, such a such a nice example of music well done. Mm, so mm -hmm. great. Speaking of music well done. And not rare. We're going to play some uh, jazz-ass fusion. That so, yes. <laughs> that we talked about a long time ago about. with our guest, Max Holmberg, on episode 10. Wow, this so was, long ago, huh? Yeah, this <laughs> was like two years. I don't remember. Um, briefly talked about that when we were talking about the uh, musical stuff, but um, jazz is a, another genre where... <laughs> Uh, little quick modulations happen all over the place. Yep. And again, it can be kind of lame. It could just be like the bridge goes to another key for a minute. Sure, or even eight just, bars. Or even, yeah. yeah, or even if that's like four bars in the thing, middle yeah. or whatever. Um, this, though, kind of has its own thing to the, it. I know. And the way I would describe it before we get into it is it's mostly based on a pentatonic scale, the the key we're in. Well, and he plays all guitar. The, what? He plays guitar. Oh, weird. Uh, so... Uh, I would say that the key is mostly based on all the things you can do with the pentatonic scale, all the extensions you can use mm -hmm, for certain chords. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what I mean, you could do the... There's so many different chords options you can use, like... Yeah. Where, Which is very much the Matheny thing, like, that's yeah, kind of his style. sound, yeah, yeah right and, there. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, let's just play it, and then we'll talk about it. So when we talk about keys, that's what I mean, is we're in this pentatonic scale. Pentatonic Is what I would scale. say for this yes. segment. Yeah, okay. Again, Jake. If you unmute, unmute, the unmute. We've only been doing this podcast for what two years? Got my time stop off now, too. All right, here we go. 
That is the appropriately titled The Way Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole album name, too. This was yeah, just this part is one. opening in part one. Opening yeah, part so, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, I don't even want to go too far into this. We don't need to go like, into the theory Yeah, at there's all. just way, there's so much. I mean, it's not actually that much going on. And I don't on, remember in half the course. No, so. that's fine. It just, things you can do. I, that's just another example. Of, mm -hmm. And that one kind of is a key change, maybe. I would say it's closer. Yeah. And we have a very simple melody. Right? And then... It's the simple melody. And then we have a little interlude section, probably more along the lines of Danny Elfman than a regular key change. Yeah, sure. Uh, where we start this little segment, this little set, if you will. Right? All this kind of... And then, uh, uh, then it inverts mm -hmm. to go. Instead of down, the line goes up. Uh... And then they stop going up inside and re-invert it, and it's just so good. Uh, uh. And again, these all like by themselves are very simple, easy idea. Like, yeah. It's, like it's so basic. Yeah, like it's you know, pentatonic basically. And, it's pentatonic, and then yeah. even the chords he's putting behind it. I'm sorry, these are not difficult chords no. to imagine. You just pick an extension, mm -hmm. and then you pick some voicing place to go. Yeah. And it's it, finding this is not hard. It's how these things interact with each other. Yes. And yeah. Ugh. It's like you could, it could go so wrong. <laughs> the, yes, the trajectory that he composed for this is just like perfect. It's amazing. Again, it's yeah. You could say, and this is him and Lyle Mays, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they. I'm I, these. I'm pretty sure they have a reputation for being very like detail oriented too. Oh yeah. Very like yeah. nightmarish I mean, to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just try to imagine them in the studio working this out. Yeah. I think I think it was probably a little more through composed. If, oh yeah, if I had to guess, I would say so. Like for planned sure. in advance, yeah. But like, it, it's just, this whole segment is just it's a simple no, melody, mm, so rotated, so simple, inverted, yeah, exactly, moved around a little basic bit, basic ass shit, really. Yeah. Like any any it, composer would learn this. This like, is the simple, yeah. This is the simplest key. Well, not really, but this is a very simple device. And for a key also, I, we should also point out, like, let's not forget the, all the background shit, all the other instrumentation oh, God, happening. Yeah doesn't really have anything to do with like the harmony or the key change necessarily, but just the textural yep. thing behind it. It's a textural it. build. Mm -hmm. And then it all releases on your new key. That's, I mean, so at the end of the day, most of what you can describe in music will be ascribed to the ability to build and release tension. Yep. That's, that's at the fundamental. That's, that's why music affects us. Exactly. Yes. And it takes place over time. So the buildup being so long and then releasing in such a strong manner and the textural buildup, like the drummer's hitting crash. I think he's actually doing a hemiola for a while every oh, one probably, hand. Yeah. Just, just some <laughs> yeah. stupid dork shit. Uh, doesn't really have any impact necessarily for being a hemiola, just that it's constant wash of crash symbol. Big mm -hmm. uh, upper texture, you yeah. know what I mean? And just a whole, so much stuff happening in the background to help. Yes. I will say though, I bet a piano guitar duet of this would be really nice too. Probably. You know, it would obviously not have that quite that huge impact, but I bet, you know, there's, yeah, very well composed. Like, yeah. yeah. Can we do it again? No. Okay. It's Go like, listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> and check out our uh, episode 10. Check episode 10 featuring Max Holmberg. Um, so, lest you worry that we forgot about key changes and terrible music for a moment. Oh, minute. you know what? I did. Did you? Thank you. So, we, we took a little time to talk about uh, things that are a little apart from our standard key change. And I will say, this one is apart from our usual key change. 
in that it's just so, <laughs> so much worse at everything. And listeners, if you're an avid listener of our podcast, you will know which band we're about to play. It's, I think, undisputably the worst band of all time. They, they'd have to be. There's just there's, yeah, there's just too so much, much material, too much shit. Like we had to pick. I had to pick because you don't know any of the music. I had to pick the worst key change of all time. But once I heard it, you I, knew in I your heart. It. You knew. I knew it. So this is the band Chicago, off of their 21st album released in 2000. I think Jesus, maybe Christ. 99 or something like that. Uh, 2009 remaster is what we're listening. So, but yeah. I think it was like 99 or something. So long time after they were good, like what, 20 years, 20, 30, 30 years yeah, after they were good. Yeah. <sighs> and this is the song called man to woman. So think of all the concepts that we've been talking about. Preparation, textural concerns, voice leading, uh, uh preparation, build, uh, going up. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. else? Any, did I forget anything? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. So remember all that. And then listen to this. Man to woman. You know, I'll give them credit, though. They did do that. Ah, yeah, that's true. That's that true. was one of my. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I can't remember if Peter Cetera is still with them at this point. Uh, he must not be. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Generic tenor. Yeah, it's like they did a lot of stuff we talked about just so poorly. Yeah. And- okay. Here's what I heard while listening to it with the ears of someone who's been talking about this for an hour and some, tank, and some change. I heard the Nike. Mm-hmm. This is the Nike key change. I heard similarities to All By Myself in that everything tries to drop out. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. They don't. They it's don't like, get that far. Did they like forget to like mute the other tracks? I don't <laughs> or like do the, the, the fade out, not having a tone. <laughs> <laughs> we were recording the tape in two thousand and like couldn't turn the tape down in time, so everything's still ringing in D minor. And I can't let you. Ooh, fuck. I can't. I, I can't let you. Right. I can't remember if that's the chord they end on. However. And then. And then, okay. So we talked several times about how you land on your most grounded things mm-hmm, possible, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be as grounded as possible. What's more grounded than first inversion of your major chord, of your one chord? What's more grounded than this? Well, you know, especially when you're going coming for a different key. That yeah. Really, uh, to, well, <laughs> what possible? Yeah. So uh, I'll just play. I want the world to know I can't let you. I'm sorry. So nothing, they they tried like all the things that we do. Yeah, they literally, it's like a textbook example of everything we talked about. So you remember our stair analogy where you said one of the key Mm -hmm. changes was like someone falling down the stairs. Yeah, and hitting their head halfway through. And hitting your head halfway down. This is like if you were climbing a stair set and then you stepped through a hole in the stair, you twisted your leg, you hit your head, your ears started bleeding, you got stabbed by a horror movie villain underneath the staircase, and then you got shot by your uncle. And then you had to record 20 more albums. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this key change is like. What an analogy played again. 
Do it again. I know we're doing it. We got to do it. All right, here we go. Fucking hate this. <laughs> The way he says it too, got to let you know, I can't let you go. I don't even think he says go. I think it's he like, says, I can't let you. <laughs> Which is another example like, of like not like preparing anything. Maybe he does say go, but it's like I, so it, The way he it says it, it's, like, just, it's like, shit. yeah. Everything that you could fuck up in one key. Just, you know, we were talking earlier when we were listening to the Barry Manilow song, Weekend in New England. Like, the, that could be the worst one. And you know, it... It's pretty bad, but it's, this one like try, does the right stuff. That's the thing. They had it all there and fucked it up <laughs> beyond belief. Like, so how are we fixing this key change? <laughs> <laughs> Step one, write a different song. But I mean, yeah. Okay. What is there that like, I mean, that little progression leading into it is okay. Sure. It's fine. With, yeah. with more space. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. It should be longer. That like this, the, the, the. That one? Uh, just like from the Beatles section, like the little descending bass line part. Oh, like, the... Yeah, the, not the words yeah like, yeah, like, uh, that's fine. I can't let you... Maybe I would pick a different chord here. Something like that, yeah. Because D minor going to D major, you know, not as strong as it could be. But with enough space and reset time, maybe, but nah. Uh, I can't... Maybe you just go back up. Uh, I want the world to know I can't let you... And then, with a little space. And then... See, I would get rid of that though. The oh, the oh, bow, okay. like so, just fucking hit it, like Celine it up, man. Just uh, fucking hit that. Just hit that and quit mm-hmm. that. So maybe we can do D minor then. Oh man, let's go back to F major seven then. Uh, I want the world to know I can let you. It's I mean, already better. Yeah. More space. That's all we did, and all I and I also didn't land on the inversion. Well, yeah, I forgot that. There's happens. no reason to do why, that. Yeah, why? And uh, so the reason they like it, the the reason they like that is because of the bass motion as your second melody. Right. This, and then, so that's their idea, right? It's not that good. I mean, it's like, not that good. It's a nice mid chorus. Yeah, idea. that's fine. So like, you land on your chorus, man. Mad to woman. You do it the first time. And then. Mm-hmm. And that creates nice. Yes. You do not start the beginning of your key change. As what should be the high point of the song. Yes. The highest possible part. You just did a loud, wet fart on a first inversion one chord. Why would you do this? Why Chicago? Why, Why Chicago? <laughs> they just did everything wrong. Not enough space. Not nearly enough space. You could let that go for like five seconds more. The song's not even that long. It's like not even four minutes. Okay, it's three fifty-seven. Yeah, three fifty-seven. Like there's some there's some wiggle room in there. Add five <laughs> yeah. seconds. Make it four oh two. And then add just like a little reverse. Maybe you start the reverse symbol on the. Uh, so, I want the world to know. I can't let you. Did you intentionally play the keyboard there to yeah. simulate how they... Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they went farted, yeah. They just, they ruined it. They, it. I've never heard... 
I'm glad we let this for last. Not only for the joke value that Chicago is the worst thing ever every episode, which but they like, are. It is a good. Uh, if you want, you can listen to two of our episodes. <laughs> we talk about them more than that, but our two main episodes that feature them. Actually, no, one of them we decided to ignore them because with an honorable mention. Oh, that's right, because we're like, you just can't. Like, you just can't, you can't compete. <laughs> so our first episode is episode nine, Hardest Artist Downfalls. You can imagine why we thought that, because they did have a couple albums. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago 2 is a classic, mm-hmm. even though it has some really goofy shit on there. That's what makes it part, like pretty yeah. cool, though. Yeah. 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 Then uh, their first album, Chicago Transit Authority, yeah, is yeah. pretty good. Up to four, I would say. Five is Five weird. is weird. Five, yeah. It's got stuff. Yeah. I would say their first extremely bad album is seven. Mm. And that's an instrumental. And they had, for me, because I like cheesy, shitty, fucking awful music, I would say Chicago 17 is yeah, good. Yeah, we've... Oh, uh, man, like, once Terry Gap died, it's like... Sure. I was kind of out. You were out? Because I was alive during that <laughs> era. listening to <laughs> Yeah, because you listened to Chicago at all. Anyway. I like the first four albums. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> so Chicago at one point had stuff, and then they kept going forever and ever. Yes. And that's what we consider the hardest artist downfall of all time, is mm-hmm. to keep making music for 60 years after you were good. Yep. 60 years. And when it's still going. Yeah, still going. They released 37 not long ago, I think. Maybe it was 37, 38. I don't know. Fuck them. I know. I'm excited for their new Christmas album this year. Oh, that would be... If we did that live episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, our other episode we did oh, worst was bands Worst of Bands of All Time. We're at the beginning. We're like, well, guys, we know the answer to this, but we can't do it. So instead, you picked the Black Keys, and I picked Panic at the Disco. They uh, RIP there, man. Panic just broke up. Did they? Yeah, the one guy um, that is that band at this point broke, broke the band. Uh, oh, good job. Yep. Well, I'm glad they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck them. And I think that does it for our main topic. Yeah, key changes, modulations. Yeah. Good shit. Listen to these songs. Yeah. And keep in mind all the things we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe you could write a big hit with a key change. That's and bring right. The bring train it back. back. Bring, bring it, it back. back. Bring back the key change. I. I like it. I like the key change. I think with well-considered stuff. Yeah, it's not key changes inherently that I hate. It's the everything plethora of music that happened to use them. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say plethora before. What do you say? Plethora. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, rants. 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 Got I, any rants? I do. It's about uh, the legal world of music. Uh-oh. It's a very short version. I was supposed to play Jazz Alley in January with a Delphonics tribute band. Oh, yeah. That uh, would have been cool. And it turns out there was a sitar guitar. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could have done the show without it. And I was. it's a four-piece band covering whole strings, horns. Oh, wow. Section. It's only a four-piece? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, plus singer, sorry. Okay. Four-piece backing band. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so me covering everything. Keys, horns, strings. So it was going to be a pain in the ass, but I would have done it because I love the Delphonics. I believe I mentioned them as a listening of the week quite a long time mm-hmm. ago. Maybe in one of our first 10 yeah, episodes. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were going to play that show, and then they canceled on us. Uh, not because of lack of ticket sales, but because one of the members of the Delphonics died. Really? And he, yeah, and he okayed the use of the name. But his estate that it passed on to oh, did no not. Oh, no way. So they canceled the show just because they had these a different name? Yeah. We couldn't use the Delphonics. I mean, couldn't you just call it... What? The Del Tacos? Hey, you said it. I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and I think we weren't even allowed to, like, use the music or something. Oh, uh, weird. Like, well, actually, you are allowed to. You're allowed to cover stuff. Yeah. But you're... It could I be, guess like, marketing an event, like, marketing, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, oh and it, was, it wasn't even that far out, so marketing had already been happening for the oh, show. That's probably uh, it. Because it was, I think it was two to three weeks, maybe a month, if we're lucky, where marketing was already strong. So... 
that's kind of my rant. Is that's fucking dumb, dude. That is ridiculous. I, I hate it when, like, especially with, like, the family. Yeah, it's the estate, yeah. yeah like, Jimi Hendrix's family is notoriously terrible. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of an extension of copyright law. What motivation do you have? To, so copyright is intended to motivate the author to create stuff, have monetary reward for it, have international pr- or intellectual property yeah, holding protect for your Protect ideas, your IP yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, make sure you can make money off it for a decent amount of time. I get it. What motivation can you possibly have to write music after you're dead? The guy dies, Delphonics should pass into Well, the- I mean, you want to, I mean, obviously we're never going to have kids, but I imagine one would want their kids to be set for life if they were a famous Yeah, the Delphonics like, are not set for life, totally. I mean, they probably, yeah, Actually, you might yeah, be yeah, right, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's been a so, long time. I mean, time. I, I, like, I, get the, I, I get the idea of an estate and why... There would be some things, and who knows why they didn't want... Who, there might have been some random weird reason that that show got canceled that we don't even know. That's true, but you that know, was the reason knows? I was given. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's it's just... There is that line between, like, oh, I can live off my dad's royalties versus I'm going to dig through every shitty rec- demo recording true. and every year put out a new album. You're right. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's not the fairest thing. I just think it sucked. No, that sucks. I mean, that, yeah. I, that shit pisses me off. I think you should be able to do that, especially because, like, why? What's the harm? Yeah, it's a it's small like, venue in Seattle. Yeah, it's, it's what, not like, 300 seater? Yeah, and it's not if. like, it's not you're like, we are the Delphonics. Yeah, like it was like, a rev- Delphonics review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, no, that's weird. Yeah, it's, that's it's lame. Weird. And I wanted to play Jazz Hilly. Never done it before. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it would have been cool, even though I wouldn't have got to play the piano because I would have had to bring 5,000 keyboards to play all these so, fucking been fun. It would have been fun. I love the Delphonics. I know, they're great. So I was sad. That's my rant. Fuck the legal world of music because it's a nightmare. What's your rant? Uh, kind of two parts to mine. One is a book recommendation again. Good. So I've been reading a lot, and I always remember to bring the book with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listeners, here it is again, because that was one second book hold. This is the book right here. <laughs> I don't. Are you familiar with the author of the critic, um, Amiri Baraka? Hmm? I haven't read anything. <laughs> yeah, I mostly know him from like liner notes of jazz albums from back in the day. That's uh, uh, yeah. But he's got a ton of books. I'm reading his book, uh, Black Music which is just more of a collection of essays about jazz and like the sixties and really, really great. He's a great writer. Um, this version, he's still Leroy Jones, I think at that point, I don't know if the reprints have his new name or not, but in any case, black music by Amir Baraka or Leroy Jones. Uh, and actually I wanted to post on Twitter, but I couldn't actually find a full like PDF of it. But his first article is about like critics and like jazz critics. And it's like really, really worth the read to look that up. Um, cool. Awesome book all around. Talks just about like Ornette Coleman, John Culture, just random. Oh, cool. Yeah, just a bunch of little I need essays. to read more about Ornette Coleman, dude. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's really good. He's a great writer. Um, the rant half happens to come because I was bringing up his Wikipedia page to make sure I got like the name and dates, right? And I was scrolling down and I got to controversies and it says white people. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, Controversy. <laughs> This quote, he has an essay, apparently. I'm not going to read this whole quote because it's long, but most American white men are trained to be fags. For this reason, it is no wonder their faces are weak and blank. The average Ofei white person thinks that the black man is potentially raping every white lady in sight, which is true in the sense that the black man should want to top the white man of everything he has. But for most whites, the guilt of robbery is the guilt of rape. That is, they know in their deepest hearts that they should be robbed, and the white woman understands that only in the rape sequence is she likely to get clearly, viciously popped. I don't know if we could put this in the final episode. Uh, 
I may have to dig out the, uh, remember the uh, two live crew intro video we did? I may have to dig out the, uh, the sensor. Uh, so that was weird. And then under white people in controversy oh, was the September 11th attacks. And he was a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> so never look into your idols or your favorite artist. Never, 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 never do it. Just enjoy the work and that's all you need to do. So that's my rant, but the book's good. I recommend the book, Black Music. Do we need to have an episode about separating art from the artist? What's the term for that? Uh, death of the author. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do we need to have a death of the author episode? <laughs> oh man, that's going to be a rough one. But yeah. So anyway, wow. Yeah, that was quite that, a shock to me that too. Might I, uh, be, that might be worse than episode 16's Uli Berenger rant. Oh god, I forgot about no, that. No, actually, uh, it's about the same. Yeah. Uh, his was more subtle though. This is not. No, subtle. that was just like. But you could say he's a good writer though. Like that. The, that, pro, the that prose was, was nice. It was, scath- <laughs> it was scathing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think uh, we'll have to stop ranting now because okay. nothing can ever do that. <laughs> it's like the Celine Dion of rants. <laughs> it's always a good time. Controversies. White people. <laughs> September 11th. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Is this like a Dave Chappelle skit? Like, oh, he's canceled too. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well. Uh, so yeah, what have you been listening to? I guess. <laughs> I can't even do it, dude. Uh, I'm sorry. I've been listening to white people. Nine <laughs> <laughs> Eleven conspiracy theories. You say? <laughs> I do say. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I'm I'm trying here. So I've been listening to a band. So I've spouted this on the podcast a couple of times. I'm a pretty big fan of the website Sonamike.com, mm-hmm. which has now been completely absorbed into RateYourMusic.com. Oh no, really? Yeah, it's fine. They still have the same charts. Okay. It's all the same. Actually, I believe it started as an offshoot of Rate Your Music, okay. but it was like a branch out rather than a more, but they couldn't sustain whatever. I don't know. But so I'm on RateYourMusic.com looking through regional music and I was looking for some, you know, Afro pop kind of stuff. And I came across the Boondoo Boys. The Boondoo Boys. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, some kind of high life West African kind of stuff and lots of bright guitars and lots of really just happy, fun music. And it's a really fun album. Nice. Big fan. Right, Boondoo Boys. Boondoo Boys. B-H-U-N-D-U. And the album is called True Jit. And that's how I actually came across. I was looking because the genres get very specific on that, on those charts. And one said JIT on it. Oh, that's a genre? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, time to listen to this. And how was JIT? It's basically how that. Okay. But I, I probably don't know the distinctions because various reasons. And it's really fun to listen to. Nice. I would right. recommend the Boondoo Boys. Boondoo Boys. That's yeah. a good name. Yeah, it is good. Rolls off the tongue. What are you listening to? Uh, one of my favorite jazz groups, Oregon. Or Oregon, Oregon, like the state. Yeah, they, um, you can't pronounce. <laughs> that's how Oregon say it. Oregon. Oregon. They just say Oregon, like uh, yeah, jazz yeah. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. How do you say it? Oregon? Ow. Yeah. Oregon. It's Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> one of my favorite jazz groups. Uh, I don't know if you're that familiar with them. Kind of like classically art jazz kind of stuff. It's Ralph, Ralph Towner is the guitar player leader, and it's um, I don't know. It's like, I don't know them, but I know Ralph Towner. Okay, yeah. So it's like acoustic guitar and uh, like. I think soprano sax, bass, and I'm forgetting some other. It sounds cool. It's more like a chamber jazz yeah. group, I guess, you know, for Which like I'm definitely into. fusion. Um, so they did an album. I don't know, like, this album never comes up. It's really good. But they did an album with Elvin Jones playing drums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in uh, 76 called Together. Really, really good. It's that, you know, organ 
jazz. Uh, but then Elvin Jones is obviously like a monster yeah. playing drums underneath it's it. It's really, yeah, it's really cool though. It sounds like they make it work. It's it's very interesting. So yeah, together, check that one out. And yeah, guess we can turn the key on our latest change of episode. Thing. My name's Jake. <laughs> My name's Jake. I'm mad I have controversies. <laughs> All are these shitty puns. This music sucks and I want to die. Our puns suck. I want to die. And I'm going to go die. See we'll see you guys in two time. weeks. Yeah. 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs>